Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. All right. All right. Three. Oh my God, Chris. What, what a time it has been to be alive. What a time it is to be alive and to have 140 characters. I mean, really, it has been a crazy, just a crazy couple of weeks right now. Yes, in general, in yeah. general, like health wise and just kind of world wise, I feel like. I don't know. I almost feel like if I believed in that stuff, I felt like we should be reading our star charts. It honestly kind of feels like the world is ending every single day. So that's really exciting. That is. That's, what? Who, who, who doesn't want that? Listeners, we're in our kind of regular, like, you know, time of the year where we basically kind of just just chill. You know, we just kind of yes. chill. We get ready for our next season. We start recording stuff and getting all that good to go. But we really wanted to. Do a couple of kind of, you know, fun episodes here in the interim. Talk about some stuff that's going on in the news, some hot button issues that are coming up here. So that's what we're going to talk about. And today we thought we'd talk about social media because we, th we honestly, this is also something we just needed to talk to listeners about in general, because we're trying to decide what social media is best for the show to continue to be on and use and how can we effectively talk to listeners and everything. So it's just yeah. been, a, it's, it's crazy. It's just been a crazy and time. And Elon Musk just kind of pisses me off in general. So I just needed a good, a good, some good rant time. Marie just I wanted to vent. I just need to vent. All right, Jake, roll the tape. So, Marie. Twitter files, part 27. Twi Twitter files, part 27. Um, I had to. I had to. Oh. So, you know, social media is an interesting thing because I personally think it is probably one of the most destructive technologies we have invented since... The bomb. I mean, yeah, pretty not, much. <laughs> not, no, I mean, obviously, like in terms of loss of life and everything else, it's not it's not that destructive. Right. It seems silly to compare, you know, a bomb or a weapon of war with social media. Yeah, But they're not too far off these days. I but, mean, well, I, social media is a weapon is a weapon of war. Has been used as a weapon of uh, has been used as a weapon of war. Well, the interesting thing is social media had 
when social so social media what do we actually mean by social media let's define the term number one right. initially well, not a real they would say that they are not a real media uh entity right like so they aren't they're not journalists they don't have to fact check right they are a platform or a a virtual town square which is my favorite analogy these days yes it it's sort of a so when the internet first started social media wasn't kind of a thought really social social media means a site this is the way that it's defined sort of in general usually it's a website that bases all of its utility on user-generated content and uh-huh. provides services and social networks for which through which people can share that user-generated content. So yeah. services being the like there there should be something of value. Yeah. Right? Because in social media you are the content. And so the ori- right? you are actually the content driver in all of that. Totally. And so the original, like the original social media really were things like, you know, web forums, blogs. Mm-hmm. Then you started having things like, you know, photo sharing websites and websites that you could create, like right on Angel Fire. Right. We don't think of Angel. I don't think we think of Angel Fire as social media, but really that's kind of what it was used for, how it was used, you know. Yeah. And really that's one, a way back. Yeah. And really one of the other ones that kind of started it in some weird ways almost are websites like like news aggregators, right? So like Ebombs World or, or or content aggregators. So Ebombs World, Dig, Newgrounds, something awful. Uh, you know, even places like the Nintendo Power Forums <laughs> were were early social media. And in in the early days, they really were sort of seen as a place for people to discuss just just they were a forum right so it was just a place to discuss something Uh, you were interested in yeah but today social media means something a little bit more nefarious which marie you were hinting at of this idea that a social media is a place where users generate content and then that content is optimized and sold and utilized by the company that's operating the website to generate ad revenue for itself. Yeah. The the content is the commodity. And so you it, are driving that content. Yeah. And so it goes it goes quickly from something like a totally free forum, like say 4chan, which <laughs> is like, you know, 4chan is it's it I mean, I was a shitty little middle schooler. Uh, before I loved going on 4chan back in the day. Right. Uh, and, it, you know, it was this place where you would go and see like the vilest content, but also hilarious content and interesting links to websites. And it's where people found out about Internet things. And very quickly, it started becoming something where, well, wait a second, if we can if we can use this in a concerted way which on 4chan, it was always for like, you know, crazy, horrible pranks, you know, that's right. the way that people used right. it. Right. But if we can use this force in a concerted way, we can actually create some really interesting stuff, you know? So you think back to like, yeah. say, say, you know, Slender Man, right? That was a generated 
creation of the something awful forums. Yeah, like oh yeah, Reddit for um whatever that that subs that subreddit yeah. is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you you can create yeah. you can you can come together and create something really cool, but it also then became a really good place to 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 make overthrow democracy. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but I mean, it, well, it's, it, there's kind I of just, a, I just jumped the gun on that. It's Sorry. fine. It's sort of a it's sort of a weird jump between. It's a weird jump, but it's not that far of a jump, really. No, like no. you said, to go from. OK, well, we're going to you know, I remember when all these websites were doing like naming convention or naming contests you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the, you know, it, different internet forums would like compete with each other to see what was the most heinous name they could get something to be called, you know? So there was like, uh, yeah. uh you know, so Mountain Dew had a contest that was like, we're going to make, you know, we're going to let the internet decide the name of this. And, and 4chan or someone got the name to be like gushing granny. So, you know, <laughs> the thing is, is you should never ask the internet's mass opinion. Well, right? like that's probably not the best way to market on a corporate level. Well, but really, I mean, Internet, I, the you know, the Internet and social media. I mean, it started, I think, if you if you look at people who have created these entities, you know, they would tell you that they've they they're doing it. It's a tool. Right. And it's a tool for social good. Like Jack Dorsey always sort of had in mind that this was going to be this this sort of neutral platform where people could come together and and tweet and share ideas Jack, that's, and that's fucking it, jack dorsey's a fucking idiot that's he's not a, at well, all. he's a fucking <laughs> idiot he's a fucking idiot but he it, it did bear fruit during the arab spring right so it was actually used facebook Twitter were actually used to organize protests. I think to- I I think that that is like taking credit for something that no, would have happened on its own. I don't believe so. I actually do think that it enabled during that time it enabled activism in a good way. Now the the, the good thing about that is it di- I think it did that and I think that there's there is proof that it did aid in that effort. However, if something has the ability to do good for social activism, it by its nature can be easily corrupted into the opposite, right? Into being used as propaganda. Because really it's, if you live just, just for the sake of argument, if you look at it as a pure tool that, Hey, I can get enough people together. We can, we can amass in certain places. We can protest. I can get my message out there and it can be amplified to others of like mind, as soon as you have something that can do that, you're pretty much screwed. See, right? uh, yeah. it will be used in good for about 25 minutes. And then anything that can amplify a message to a huge amount of people is going to be used for something that is not so hot. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It, it seems naive. In, it seems naive in the extreme. To think well, like, yeah, like I, I look, I look, no, not, not even now though. Now. I think, I think of Jack Dorsey, these other people making these places besides Zuckerberg who created Facebook literally just to rank the hotness of girls at his school, which is gross and everything, but it, at least it started yes. with a nefarious purpose. There was no, you know, um, 
There's no 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 trick, right? That right. Facebook was ever not going to be something gross. Right. But I mean, even um, he has said that Facebook is, you know, that Facebook is a it's it's not a media company. It's not something that's bad. Well, so right? they so so they all think about that that way, right? Here's the thing. Right. Okay, Marie, I okay, I, Chris. I, I I have a building, and on the side of the building, I'm just going to paint a nice, beautiful white uh, wall. A white wall. Okay. All right. What right. do you think? Right. What do you think right. within within a right. week? What do right. you think is going to dominate right. that white wall? So okay, so Drawings let, me, let me give you of the genitals. Yes. Yeah, so so right. let me let me give you back, but let me give you back the so let me give you back the, the flip argument. So you have a staff of forty five people telling you how genius you are to put up that white wall. That white wall is an amazing idea. Oh my God, no one has ever thought about that white wall like that itself. And you know what? And the first time it gets, you know, defaced with the pictures of dicks, they're like, okay, you know what? We can fix that. That's not a big deal. Let's put the white wall back up because you are so brave. Like if enough people tell you that that's a good idea and if you are surrounding yourself in that echo chamber, there's an excellent chance that you will start to believe your own naivete, right? Like you'll believe that the white wall is actually a good thing. So I don't think, I think, yes, they are incredibly naive, but I also think that they, just like their platforms, have enough of an algorithm, you know, shouting back in their face, reassuring them what a great idea that is. That's like, the th- but that's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't, I For, think- Really quick, Scott Galloway said, if you tell a 35-year-old Silicon Valley guy that he's Jesus enough times, he'll start to believe himself. Well, that's, I think, part of the problem with a lot of these is yes. these ideas get these ideas get really blown out of proportion. Twitter, and that's what I'm saying with the Arab Sprig mm-hmm. thing or whatever. Like, I think we we had revolutions before Twitter. We had great upheavals before Twitter. We had, um, you know, the tool you mm-hmm. use, the tool you use is a tool it is not i mean maybe it made it easier maybe it whatever but to take to for twitter to be able to point to the arab spring and be like we helped that happen um no you fucking didn't you did you had you had you know you were you were the again you were the white wall on which lucky for you people chose to do something good but for the most part you are a repository of genital pictures yes but i i do think to your point it's a tool Right. And it's a tool that facilitated change very quickly. Like Arab Spring, if you look at sort of that revolution, took place pretty in a pretty truncated period of time. Right. Like that happened really fast. Considering, you know, considering the 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 um, communication smackdown that happened like that was that was uh, a channel that actually did really work. Now, again, it being a tool, it is going to like as soon as somebody sees that happening, as soon as like, hey, you know what? We can use we can use this medium to project whatever um, reactionary thing we want because the more somebody reacts to it, right, the higher the algorithm is going to pump it up. Yeah, and I think, and that's the other part of this that's sort of concern not concerning but kind of interesting is the idea that then so okay you you know if Elon Musk's view of Twitter or of social media oh, is yes, that it, it should that it should be that blank white wall. There should be no control over who gets to post on it. There should be no 
editorializing. You know, there it yeah, doesn't matter. This is what he says it, it is. doesn't this is matter. What he says. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the yeah. white wall is next to a preschool. You should be allowed to draw the biggest penis you want to on the side of that white wall because it's god damn it it's it's america we live in america even though i'm a canadian originally from south africa was america you know the problem or what a lot of these companies have started to do then is they've started to look at themselves as well we're not we have a responsibility we we have a responsibility to editorialize or make sure that certain content does not get just because a group of You know, every time someone draws a swastika on the white wall, it's probably a good idea for us to paint over it. You know, yeah, that's kind of what they've what they've gone to or started to think about. The problem is. That application of censorship or and again, I don't think censorship in this context is necessarily I hesitate to even call it censorship. It's, it's not. It's, it's just, just it's content moderation. It's just yeah, it's just moderation, right? Like it's content moderation. Controlling yeah, man, controlling yeah. what you you know, controlling what people are allowed to post on your white wall makes sense. And it, it seems simple when you put it in that simplistic way. Well, especially the, the problem you, though is yeah. when companies like Twitter, these other social media sites, start making cases like, well, no. We are a common good. We've helped things like the Arab Spring happen or whatever. They kind of want to have it both ways, right? They want to be well, able to say, yeah, we're yeah. just a website. We're just a tool. We're just a fun place, whatever. Oh, but also people can use us to control and overthrow your governments. You don't get to have, you know, you don't get to be a lawn dart and an atom bomb. You have to pick which <laughs> one you're going to be. You can't even, you don't even have lawn darts. I think we've even talked about lawn darts on this show before. Yes. Darts or whatever yeah. they are, like, love those things. Okay, so, but the other thing is, is that beyond anything, beyond them being, you know, a social good, a social bad, they're a corporation. And a corporation's goal is to make money, right? They're not, they're not a non-for-profit. They're not out there you know, fact checking and they're not like some, you know, or a think tank or something like that. They're a corporation. And so a corporation is, is dependent on its advertisers, especially if it doesn't have a subscription model. It is dependent on its advertisers. And what do advertisers hate the most, Chris? What do they hate the most? I'm GE. I'm uh, I'm, I'm Apple. What do I hate the most? Philosophically scientific podcast aimed at an 18 to 45 audience. <laughs> no, man. No, no, don't even, don't even, don't even say that. No. Uh, obviously, they, you know, they, hate they, they, they hate controversy. Controversy. They yes. hate something that they're not being able to, to content, surprise content. They like being able to know what's going to happen because they're putting millions and millions of dollars. Again, right, wrong, and different. However we feel about capitalism, that's the... That's what's happening here. And it's like advertisers will gravitate towards the social media platform that can prove they have the most responsible, robust content management, period. Like that's, and right now, like what I love about Twitter is how Elon Musk is, you know, publicly bullying Apple and shaming and shaming his advertisers that are leaving in droves because they, quote unquote, don't lack free speech. Well, again, it's, you know, it's you you paint on your white wall. You decide to make a space for someone to advertise their local shop. If next right. to that, you know, is the is the swastika corner. 
They're not going to be happy, probably. You know, they're probably not going to be into that. And, he but wants I think swastika corner. There's well, the name of the episode. That's what's so. That's what's so interesting. I think for. That's what I think is so interesting for this argument is people seem really to kind of miss. I mean, besides the fact that people just seem to, you know, to if if Elon Musk wants to make the case that Twitter is a town square that it is sort of a place where people should be allowed to talk freely and openly about all their ideas. And that not only that, but that we have to treat it then as if it is a, a center of public discourse or opinion of, of importance forum. of some kind, right? Yes. That this is like a forum. If that's the it's case, like ancient Greece, it's the forum, the yeah, forum if, of ideas. If that's the case, then it seems like that probably shouldn't, be controlled by a company, you know? No, and that's the part no. that I think is so funny when you talk to people who are sort of more on the Elon Musk, let's say, bend of things on this, right? The, the thought that this should be a freely available right. place for anyone to talk. I agree right. that if if we are going to have a thing like that available, right, that it probably shouldn't be controlled by any company. It should be a, right. you know... I, I, do you want to leave free speech open to a person who on a whim can decide they don't like what you're saying? I don't think you should. And no, so if, if we no. want to make Twitter this important place for people to share information, it seems almost necessarily that they would have to become public utilities of some kind. I agree. And I just, you know, just getting back to the entire point of him, if I may just diatribe for a moment of him actually purchasing this company, right? So it's like, we could do an entire episode on a deep dive of how he funded this event because there's a lot of gray area and uh, and money and Saudi money involved in that. But the fact that the man, so by, by the time, you know, he's gone back and forth and he's going to nullify the contract, which is not something you can really do without penalty. And then he walks in to Twitter with a sink, like goddamn carrot top prop comedy. I mean, at that point, if you were a Twitter employee, you must have just died a little inside, right? Like, because you talk to Twitter employees and for the majority of them that, you know, that have been interviewed or, that you know, you've read their, their, their tweets, their farewell tweets or whatever, they seemed like they thought it was a pretty special place which, you know, I don't know because I didn't work there. I don't know if they were laboring under a delusion or if it actually was kind of a really interesting social-minded place to work. I don't know. But, like, you must have just been like, holy shit, this guy is a fucking joke. I don't, uh, yeah. And people were like, yeah, that's so cool. And it's like, no. Now, I have really had a problem with Elon Musk ever since he sent one of those fucking Teslas into space. (laughs) To orbit, right? It's like, hey, you know what we need in space? More shit, more junk, more junk in space. I'm so glad that you want to send people to Mars so you can fuck up that planet. It's it's just, you know, and I think I'm mad at myself the most, Chris. And let me tell you why I'm mad at myself the most. It's because for a long time, I believed the hype that he was actually a genius, that he was smart. You see him on 60 Minutes and you're like, wow, here's this carefully spoken, really intelligent man who's doing all of these different, you know, 
he's this renaissance guy, right? He's like cars and, and boring machines and he's going into space. And then you realize he fucking bought his way into everything and he doesn't even really have a degree. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I believe that. And so that's what I think it is so, that's the other part of this that made me think of you when we were discussing this is it's like the entire idea of, of again, if the lab coat, right? Somebody puts on a lab coat, you're going to listen to them type of science. It's like this guy built up his mythos about how he was this. He has, he has a degree in physics, right? He has, he has advanced degrees in physics. Really. That's, that's what gives him some credibility in all this stuff. Cause if he was like, I don't know, he had an advanced degree in, in what in cosmetology or whatever not saying you know i actually would sooner have a degree in cosmetology and a lot of times but like no one would listen to him he wouldn't be he wouldn't have the gravitas to quote unquote be a genius do you know what i mean and it's I, like I, he doesn't have those things i do know what it's you a mean. fucking lie i do know what you mean Woo! okay sorry all right we're gonna pick up after the next break this episode is brought to you by shopify Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. Right. <laughs> Listeners, if you heard a jingle ball, by the way, that was cat. That was Marie's cat, Sophie. Yeah, sorry about that. That wasn't. Good that times. wasn't the. Um, that wasn't my brain having a small aneurysm over the topic <laughs> that you could actually audibly hear. Although I can imagine that I'm I'm very close to one whenever oh. I bring up this topic. 
Uh, but that was that was my cat. Who oh, Jake, we're Jake. Jake, we're so I sorry. I know. Sorry, Jake. All right. Jingle, jingle, the, jingle. The, uh, <laughs> the, thing, the Elon Musk thing is so. It's so frustrating because, like you said, he again sort of has built this mythology and we see it with a lot of other people. Like we see it with, um, it's sort of the same con that a lot of these people in Silicon Valley seem to fall for, or just in technology, even the government fall for, which is, you know, he's like a successful Katie Holmes. Exactly. Yeah. Like whatever the, you know, whatever. What was her name? Yeah. Whatever. Katie Holmes. You know what I mean? Uh, the uh, the uh, the Theron Elizabeth Holmes. He's Elizabeth like Holmes. he's like if Elizabeth Holmes made it somehow. Yeah, just I by mean, the skin of skin of her teeth. That's like that's the same thing. It's just sort of continuously like the original thing that he built was a website that basically was like a city services kind of hub. You know, so almost like you know yep. those back in the old days they had like you know. Uh, McAllen's Guide to New York City or whatever, and you'd, like, get a booklet mm-hmm. and you could read through mm-hmm. it and see, like, well, what were the best restaurants, what were the best whatever. He basically, him and a partner created a website that kind of did that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they moved on to banking, and, like, you know, it's it's sort of interesting because on the from the outside, it's really hard to tell what what area of expertise he supposedly excels in. You know, it's it seems like he mm-hmm. wants to say that it's sort of software or whatever. And it's hard also to know from outside of Twitter. At least or being on Twitter, I guess you should say, seeing the kind of company disintegrate. It seems unlikely. That if you had. A website that is, again, essentially these sort of social media sites you'd think could run very, I think from the outside, it's easy to think that they should be able to run in a very lean manner. Yeah. How yeah. much, how yeah. much work does it take to maintain a white wall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 A essentially system. a yeah. forum, essentially a forum. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously more than we think it does. You know, like we're not experts on this. So clearly we're it requires we're not. clearly it requires a lot of people, yeah. but it seems it seems strange to think that like why was the minute Twitter started trying to become both a social media platform of importance for news and information and politics in particular to spread. That was the moment Twitter basically gave up the ability to become or or gave up the ability to be sort of its own entity. I think, honestly, you know, if like, if I think Twitter's biggest mistake was allowing politicians onto Twitter in the first place, I would agree with you. Like, you know, yes. It, yes. And it, and I think the the line between the line between something being like a political space versus a, a a discussion space is pretty pretty hard. It's pretty fraught, I think, to dis, you know distinguish there. Mm-hmm. But like the minute that you start pushing, and I think it's a company, so they're allowed. They're they're allowed and and have the right to, and I think in some cases should speak up for social issues that they think are important to them. You know, I think yeah. they have that ability, that right. But again, yeah. 
um, if that's something you're going to do, you you also have a responsibility to try to tell the truth, number one, and you have a responsibility to make it clear that you are pushing a particular agenda or a particular viewpoint. Well, and I think, too, if you are pushing an agenda that is not... So if you decide to take a certain stance, your advertisers and your people paying for your service or showing up for your service have the right to walk away from it. Absolutely. 100%. Right? Like, I'm not going to say the market self-regulates because I don't believe that. But I do think that this is one of these instances where, um, you know, if, if you look at Twitter from the get-go, I would say, yeah, it wasn't a really super run company. Like, Jack Dorsey was, you know, pretty checked out, it seems like, for the most part of his tenure of uh, ten- tenure as CEO. He wasn't even at the company. Was it somewhat bloated and not really well run? Yeah, maybe. But I don't think that all these people are, again, these, all these people that are being painted as lazy, you know, lazy six-figure salary type of thing, and now they've got to go get real jobs. Again, that's like propaganda. That's like really harmful propaganda. It's and, total. We, to your point, we don't know what it takes to run that, but clearly... Just like anybody's job, it takes more than you think it does. Well, like, also, if you look at your job, right? It takes more than it think it you than other somebody might think it think it. That takes. also Sorry, is ahead. a yeah. thing. Yeah. That also is a point that drives me fucking crazy. All right, crazy. do yeah, you man. own a billion dollar social media site? If you don't, then what the fuck do you care that they are overpaying their workers potentially? You are more likely to be a worker than the owner of that social media site. Shut the fuck up. Like, I, it drives me crazy. The thing where people are like, oh, my God, people who work at McDonald's should be getting paid $15 an hour. Huh. Well, uh, I let my boss punch me in the face every day and I only get paid $2 an hour. Well, then you should work for McDonald's, you fucking idiot. You're the exactly. idiot. You're the idiot exactly. for letting your boss well, take advantage like, of you. It, again, it's one of those hallmarks of... I say capitalism, right? That there's not enough pie to go around, right? If somebody else is getting something better than you, they're taking it from you, which is a lie, which is a lie. Like, 100%. Again, unions, self-advocating, you know, uh, mobilization in these ways, organization. It's like if somebody is getting something better than you, that means that you too can do better. It doesn't mean they're <laughs> taking it out of your pocket. Exactly, exactly. But it's more satisfying on that anger level, right? It amps up their algorithms to be like, hey, they're taking it from you. These lazy, these lazy San Francisco freaks are taking money out of your pocket. Now they should have to get real jobs because Elon walked in with a sink. It's it's like seeing, it's like seeing Robin Hood and being Uh on the side of the sheriff of Nottingham. Totally. Like, it's insane. <laughs> it is insane, right? It uh, is kind of nuts, right? It's, it it doesn't make nuts. any goddamn sense. But the, yeah, I mean, it's not even that really necessarily to you with this. With, so with Twitter, the other thing that's come out recently is the Twitter files. Oh, my yeah? God. And so there have been three of them now. The first one was <sighs> Marco Rubio and Republicans being mad they didn't get to see Hunter Biden's dick pic. The second one seems to be angered that they how on how they decided to ban Donald Trump from Twitter. And the third one, there's a third one now that seems to be, I don't even know if this is part of the Twitter files, 
The third one does seem kind of legitimately troubling, which is maybe this is a totally different scandal um, that Twitter had really poor. They actually did a really shitty job of controlling the flow of like child pornography on their website. Even when Probably. even when specific child victims reached out and were like, hey, I was a kid when this happened. Here is my ID. I was I was forced. I was blackmailed into doing these. Please take them down. And then Twitter would like reply back with an auto automated reply being like, we don't see anything wrong with this. Right. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking, you fucking kidding well, me? Like, you probably... What is the responsible? Like, I agree with you. Like, so I, I think that third one, it warrant what it does is it warrants more of an investigation. What it doesn't warrant is publicly being like, again, just publicly released. Like he, if he has this information, if he's found this information, he should hand it over to the authorities he should be responsible for it and not be like, I'm just going to put it out into the wild with everyone's email addresses. Because that's not, again, that's not going to help the victims. That's not going to help solve child pornography. What that's going to do is just, you know, incite a rabid mass well, it seems of people pretty, that don't have all the facts. It seems pretty on brand for the kind of ultra nationalist yeah. right wing side of things for them to be like look not only were these lazy san franciscans um you know taking my money taking yes. my money and hiding stuff yeah. that hurt the biden yeah. crime family but they also were helping to groom kids you know it it seems like it's pretty on brand the you know again though i think they're to be again to make this a stupidly simplistic view because i think that's really how people look at this anyways it's sort of like again suddenly the white wall you put up is being used to sell drugs people are using the white wall to make they're writing little codes to each other to say hey uh, you know I'll sell you, numbers for selling drugs. exactly yes. i'll sell you drugs at this place whatever drugs. and you find out about it you probably have a responsibility as the guy who owns the white wall and is letting people write on the wall you probably have a responsibility to like contact the authorities, you know, to do something responsible. But on the other hand, right. but on the other hand, the argument people seem to be making for for Twitter is, but they're just the guys with the wall. They're not the ones that are selling the drugs. So is it really their fault? And it's like the problem with that argument, I think, is number one. Twitter is like actively trying to get people to use it. Yes. Right. So well, Twitter model. Yeah. Twitter wants to Twitter wants to but but Twitter also wants to take responsibility as we are the world's communication platform. We're the main communication platform in the world. Yes. Well, yes. if you are going to take on that mantle then, that adds tremendous responsibility to what you're you can do or what you have to do. It adds a tremendous agree. amount of responsibility. 100% agree. They wanted to be able to they a lot of these social media sites it's because it's not just Twitter. Facebook does this too, you know, whatever. Yes, agreed. What they want to be Instagram. able to say, what yes. they want to be able to say is we're just the place for people to do stuff. If people do illegal stuff on our site, that's not our fault, it's not our problem. The, the yeah. issue with that is you also want to have this sort of special place where the government doesn't regulate you at all. And you want to be able to say, well, the, why should the government regulate us? We're the full town forum. And it's like, well, if you were on PBS, you also wouldn't be allowed to show child pornography. So are, is, am I infringing on your rights? You know, the Daily right. Stormer doesn't have a PBS segment, you know, tea time with Hitler, right? Like there's no, there's no, um, 
Holy there's, shit. That was no, beautiful that you just pulled that out of thin air on that one. That was good. There's no continuity in the argument. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So Tea time with, with uh, you know, the fear. I think really at the end of the day, like a lot oh. of these, a lot of these people are kind of making really idiotic on both sides are making totally idiotic yes. arguments. Yes. You know, I agree. where it's like, OK, well, you know, either social media is a utility and needs to be controlled like a utility or rather it is a type of broadcast mm -hmm. thing and has to be controlled in that same way or it isn't either it's a public good or it isn't. And right. it, it, it could not be a, it could it could not be a public good, but if it's not a public good, then it has to be it has to be regulated in some yeah. way. Well, and I think that, again, like I was saying, you know, if you are trying to attract advertisers, you're trying to be successful and have a lot of ad revenue, because really th there's not a lot of ways for Twitter to make money, if you think about it. Like, and this has historically been shown. It's not like it's not like they were worth 44 billion. No, right? that is just the simple fact. And it's not like, hey, you see the future of Twitter and it's like, what are what are all the things that Twitter is going to be able to do? No, it's Twitter. Right. So it's like you have to have an ad revenue or a subscription model that is going to work, that people are going to come back to that are people like I'm going to subscribe because I really want to read the content from people that post to Twitter that I really like and respect or I am a ad buyer for uh, Apple and I really you know I'm going to give them my millions and millions of dollars because I trust that they have thought this stuff through and they have and you know I'm not going to be put up next to a child pornography or a swastika right like but if you can't do that if you can't guarantee that then you are not going to be in business and yeah. that is what this is it's like you I, I feel like especially with Twitter recently all this stuff is just ginning up controversy to try and get people back into the platform and to try and get Donald Trump back into the platform. And it's, that is especially insidious because it's not, you know, speaking from just a, a consumer point of view, there's no value to me there, right? Like the reason I like Twitter and Twitter has always, you know, over the last, I'm going to say at least the last three or four years has been my social media of choice. I love Twitter. I have met and had dialogues with some pretty amazing people and that I would not have gotten the chance necessarily elsewhere. But am I going to keep going back to it if all I feel is it's, you know, it's just this really crazy, angry, unstable place? No, you know, like, I think that that's, I think that that's not why the majority of people are on that platform, right? It's just, and, and to me, it's like, so then... We pivot and we say, well, where would we go? What else is out there? Going to have to start doing booty short dances on TikTok. <laughs> That's the only answer for me. <laughs> the thing, the thing I, I thought, don't, oh, the shit. thing I, I mean, yeah. Like, where else do you go? It's kind of the only Mastodon? game in town. It's the only know, good man. one. It's the only good one. Mastodon. So I've joined post. Join I don't post. know what post is. Mastodon sucks. Like I, people are like Mastodon is great. Look, you can see five posts. That's not great. It sucks. Mastodon sucks. Post is seems to be even worse. I, the only one I use now is Discord. I mean, I'm on Twitter, but mm -hmm. should I be? I mean, it's hard to know, and it's kind of like again the same thing. These so none of these social media sites like really made me um, happier. 
<laughs> you know, no, they didn't but... do. I mean, that's the thing. It's funny. The Internet, in some ways, I've gotten a lot of joy out of the Internet. You know, um, yeah. podcasting would not be possible without the Internet. This is a form of social media for yes. sure. It's user generated content going up on these websites. So, you know, I can't say fully that the Internet or that social media has been fully a bad thing. But it definitely seems like even within podcasting, I mean, we try Despite all appearances, listeners, we try really hard to be truthful and honest. And we try really hard also not to sugarcoat how we feel about things, even if it's political or whatever, because we don't think that that is. We don't think that that is sort of being truthful to you who's listening. And we also think, frankly, you know, our listeners are mature enough and smart enough to be able to hear somebody with a different opinion and not like, oh, God, I can't believe they think that. And then they shut it off and give us a one star review or whatever. You know, <laughs> like we respect you intelligent. We, we respect your intelligence enough to, to think and know that if you disagree with us on a political issue or on a social issue or whatever, that there's probably a good reason for it. And if we were to have a discussion we could still come to some common ground on some base things, you know, on something. Yeah. I so, would agree with that. You know, I think, I mean, there's a guy I used to listen to in, um, there's a guy I used to listen to when I lived in Massachusetts, Dan Ray, who did a radio show that I would call into sometimes in Boston. And he used to say, you know, uh, reasonable people can disagree reasonably, you know? And mm -hmm. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think that's really kind of why we do, um, why we don't try to shy away from those things, whereas other shows might might want to. The, the problem is, again, some people are not careful. They don't care. Um, mm -hmm. Or they are trying, like they're trying on purpose to create kind of an echo chamber for people and listeners and, and try to rile them up and whatever. And I mean, that's also can be fun. You know, I mean, we all like professional wrestling, but... <laughs> It's not a good way to, like, inform people. And I think that's part of the challenge here is people are using the Internet as if it's meant to inform you when really like there's people treat the Internet or places like Twitter or whatever as if they are like, you know, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, like as if they are respected sources of information when really they are like, you know, the Daily World News um, you know, they're trash, they're tabloids, you know, so social media is not kind of the um, Twitter and Facebook and whoever want to act like social media is this, you know, the bread and butter of a society that it's this it's this good. It's part of it's part of civic life. It is an important foundation that they want to be almost seen as equal to the free press. Right. But they're that they're not. They're just the candy. They're the sugar that is. You know, they're they're entertainment. They are they're they're not yeah. CNN or MSNBC or ABC or, you know, whatever Fox, whatever news yeah. station yeah. you want to watch. It's, it's user driven content. Yeah, they're they're bravo. Not, they're yeah, bravo. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. If right. Like I feel like so as user driven content that you don't have to fact check. It's opinion. It's all opinion based. It's all basically op ed. Yeah. Like 140 character op ed all day long about what you think, which I agree. I don't think that you should be getting your news source from 
that. I mean, that said, I do think that there are a lot of interesting journalists and writers that are on Twitter that I do like to follow. And I, I again, it's not like I'm going to blindly believe anything on on that site. But for every for everything that I enjoy, every transaction I enjoy, I think that there is, you know, the inevitable Twitter Twitter fight with uh, with the uh, uh, UFO. UFO Twitter, right? Like, so I think that there's a downside to it um, as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. It has to be treated like a, like a, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. It is not education. It is not news. Yes. I I really think, you know, to to kind of, to kind of wrap up this episode, Marie, I got a quote I want to read here from a really, a person very close to my heart. You ready? Oh God. All right. Hit me slim. Okay. The Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. They, I'm just kidding. All right. Dear listeners, we love you very much. For those that don't, that's from the Unabomber Manifesto. Oh, my um, God. We love you so much. familiar. We're going we to do, do another one of these kind of fun episodes here. We're really excited for the next season. One thing I did want to say, too. If you follow us on social media, let us know. Where you want to find us from now on, please, because Twitter is great. I use it less and less. A lot of people that follow us on Twitter, I figure probably don't listen to the show. If you do listen, though, reach out to us. If you were one of the people who Spotify wrapped, said that you were a top listener of the show or we were one of your top five or top ten, send us an email. We want to send you stickers and a thank you note. We desperately we love you want people. you. Please reach out to us. Please, please, please. Holy smokes. God love you. All right. We will be back next week with another episode. Thank you again, dear listeners, for listening to the Mad Scientist podcast. I have been your host, Chris Cogswell, joined by my co-host, Marie Mayhew. If you'd like to contact the show, please send us an email at themadscientistpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. You can also follow us on Twitter at Mad Scientist Pod or at Team Giant Squid for Marie. And of course, you can see us on Facebook, on Instagram, and all over the internet as the Mad Scientist Podcast. And again, our logo is the one with the pumpkin head, so it's easy to see. Mm-hmm. If you've enjoyed the show tonight, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where the money that you give to us will help us to promote this show further, to make it better, and just to spend more time making it. We love doing that. We do love doing that. Our logo was designed by Carrie Shaheen. Our web design is done by Desdemona Howard. And our sound design is done by Jake Cardinal. Thanks again for listening. (laughs) Thank you. This has been a damn it chippy production. Uh, Marie. Yeah. Is there a jingle ball near you? There is and it is the cat. Should I should we redo that whole part? She can, somehow got back in here. I can hear it jingling so loud. Oh, crap. I, 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 we can put a little disclaimer on there, but the cat got in. It's fine. It's hilarious. Let's keep going. You ready? All right, I'm back. Yes. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.